Oh my god, talk get about the hell out of here. You can dude. talk about Rogers get the hell out of here. Okay. Well, what is the need to bring up the Yankees? You it's just, I it's just it's good stuff to bring up. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude! This came out of nowhere! Clemson is a top team. Don't start with that. Clemson's a top team, no doubt. A hundred percent. Unless they're on Saturday. Then, then they might move down. Welcome back to GoChat. We are here with episode number 84. And boy, do we have a great one for you guys. This past weekend, it has been the NFL draft. So much news coming out of the NFL. I mean, a bombshell dropped on the NFL world on Thursday. But you guys know how we always start our episodes. It's the go to the number Episode 84 here today. I think this one should be a really clear and obvious one. But, you know, we have Tommy up there in the corner. So I'll throw it to Tommy first. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a baseball <laughs> player that I was thinking about going with, of course, because I always do. But I'm going to go with Randy Moss because, you know, it's the NFL draft. Got to get in the spirit. Um, and he's obviously the most deserving person for this Hall of Famer, six-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Um, and he played for several different teams in his career, eight years with Minnesota, four with New England, two with Oakland, uh, one with the 49ers, one with the Titans. And, you know, Randy Moss on ESPN today, very relevant in the game still. And, you know, a tremendous player. So got to go with him today. I know I was going to uh, can I get my honorable mention or is that later? I was going to go with Prince Fielder. He wore 84 just for let's see. Uh, three seasons, so not too long, so I couldn't go with him today. But Randy Moss is the pick. Oh, man. Prince Fielder. I didn't even know he Prince Fielder wore 84. That, yeah, that's, it was the Rangers. That's surprising to me. I didn't know. I didn't expect three seasons. There. I thought you were going to say, like, three games or something. Yeah. <laughs> Considering yeah. your recent path. But, Matt, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be Randy Moss here. Um, a great Minnesota wide receiver flirted uh, – with the Oakland Raiders and the um, New England Patriots too, just what what he's been able to do and what he's been able to do for the game. Um, you know, if you throw a ball up to somebody and they catch it over, uh, an, over the defender, you got mossed. Like that, that's his thing. Like um, when, when we're talking about one of the best receivers to ever play in the NFL, we had Jerry Rice a few episodes ago. Randy Moss is definitely up there in the in the top five at least, um, at least to say. Uh, definitely one of the best receivers, even though he's on the the Vikings. Michael, <clears throat> yeah, it's Randy Moss here, probably the most purely talented wide receiver of all time. Obviously, he had his ups and downs throughout his career, but when he was at the pinnacle of his career, um, there wasn't anyone better than. If we're being honest, I'm not going to spend too much time on him, given that you know Matt and Tommy and Connor, you're probably going to take him too. So I'm going to give out. Um, Two honorable mentions to the Sharp brothers, Sterling Sharp and Shannon Sharp. Both had very, very nice careers. Shannon Sharp, a tight end for the Broncos and the Ravens, eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Sterling Sharp, unfortunately, had his uh, career cut short due to neck injury. But five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, only seven-year career. Both really fantastic players, both Hall of Famers. And uh, just got to give a shout-out to them. But obviously, it's Randy Moss here. I love I love those picks, Mike. I love those honorable mentions. Uh, didn't even cross my mind. No, yeah, it, I mean it's Randy Moss. Um, the one play that I always think of when I think of Randy Moss, it was when he was wearing eighty-one with the Patriots. But they were playing the Jets, and Tom Brady threw a ball into the end zone, and Randy Moss was being covered by Darrell Revis. 
best cornerback in the in the league at that time. And Randy Moss just reaches over and just catches it just like this, one hand, two feet in the end zone, but just just so casually. And it, it's just like easily the best football play that I've probably ever seen from a wide receiver because that's so hard. That's so hard to do. So, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Randy Moss. All the accolades were given. Uh, confetti, woo, unanimous pick. Randy <laughs> Moss, and we go to number 84. Honorable mention, a guy that I would have went with if Randy Moss wasn't here is Antonio Brown. I mean, even with all this bad stuff that has happened to him, back in the day when he was wearing 84 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that guy was an absolute beast. Like, he was so talented. I remember going to a Steelers-Packers game. Uh, Packers without – Brett Hundley started, and the game was tied up. Ben Roethlisberger just throws it to Antonio Brown, makes his toe-tap toe catch in – like just in field goal range it was and then the Steelers won that game off field goal but it was because Antonio Brown just incredible incredible receiver I love the picks um as we said NFL draft and uh big bombshell I know Matt's not too happy about it but we'll, we'll get all into all of that once we get back from this little break uh back to the NFL right after this <laughs> Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back. Talk about the NFL draft that happened this Thursday. Of course, there's winners. There's losers. There's great picks. There's bad picks. I will say, I will say, this draft, a lot of teams made some really good picks. So it was kind of hard to pick a winner. Um, but, of course, there has to be one winner, as they say, and hold that thought that has been stuck in my mind for the past 30 seconds. I don't know why. Anyways, Let's start with the losers because we love to make fun of losers, don't we? <laughs> um, Connor, I'm going to swing it to you first. Who do you think was the loser in the first round of the NFL draft? So I have two teams who I consider as losers in the first round of the NFL draft. Both teams made a good pick. They both added a good player to their team. Um, overall, I'm going to say that the Dallas Cowboys were the loser of the first round. And that's that's adding Micah Parsons to that defense undoubtedly makes that defense better, but they had to get a corner and, and they're, they're losers in the fact that they didn't even get a chance at drafting one of the top corners. JC Horn went at eight and then Sertan went at nine and then Dallas, Dallas wound up trading back. Um, they're, they're, they're losers for the fact that they weren't able to, to have a chance at them. It's, it's not their fault, but, but, <laughs> The, the, the reason that the guys weren't there made them the losers for the first round. No, yeah, definitely. I'm just going to go off you because I agree with you there. It's not the Cowboys' fault at all. It's just like losers by default since uh, J.C. Horn and Pat Sertan went back-to-back. Back. Nobody thought the I, – no, I didn't think the Rockers would take Sertan here at nine. But, uh, yeah, it's just just by default. It's not nothing against the Cowboys drafting here. Mike? Um, I'm I'm not gonna call the Cowboys losers with how the board <laughs> fell to them. I think that's, I think there were other teams who made bad picks, and I think the Cowboys did the best they could with the situation that was given to them. I'm not the biggest fan of Micah Parsons, but obviously his ceiling is absolutely through the roof. Like he could be a perennial Pro Bowler and a Hall of Fame player one day, but it's just a matter of experience and if he can gain that experience in the NFL. So we'll see what happens with the Michael Parsons. And I, I did think that they made a good second round pick with uh, Kelvin Joseph to help shore up that um, secondary 
again, like Micah Parsons, his potential is through the roof, but he had a, he only played what and started nine games at Kentucky, small sample size and off the field concerns for both of them. Um, really two boomer bust picks for Dallas. So if, if you want to get on them for that, then that's where you can get, get on them for, but I'm actually going to go with the team that picked right before Dallas, the Denver Broncos coming to this draft. They signed Kyle Fuller to a big deal. Signed Ronald Darby. They already had Bryce Callahan and Justin Simmons in the in their secondary. Patrick Sertan is a great player. He's gonna be. I, I'd be shocked if he's not a perennial Pro Bowler. Like he's just he's just so solid. I'm not gonna. Who he probably could be a Hall of Famer one day. I'm not sure, but he's gonna be really really solid for the Broncos. And I'm just confused why they did it. Justin Fields was sitting right there. You didn't have to give up any. You know. Um, any picks to pick him. He was sitting right there, a possible franchise quarterback, and you just pass on him. Then you trade up for a running back in the second round when you just signed Melvin Gordon <clears throat> to a pretty big deal last offseason. And I, I like the pick that they made in the third round, but just they ha- did not address their biggest need, which was the quarterback pos- position. And if they want to go far past the first round of the playoffs, they need a franchise QB. The rest of the team is, is pretty darn good, I have to admit. But I don't trust Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater to win a playoff game, and that's it. That's because Aaron Rodgers because, is going to yeah. be a Denver Bronco. Sorry, I, we can get into that in a little, little bit. Tommy, who's your loser of the NFL draft? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys at this point. But I don't know. I feel bad for them. They have a tough time, the Cowboys. They're going to be good someday again, but it, it might not be in the near future, Mike. I don't know what to tell you, but no, I think that Connor and, and Matt summed up pretty well, but yeah, it's got to be the Cowboys for me. To, 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 to take it off the Cowboys, I will pick another loser. To, just I, to take it off the Cowboys. I would like to as well. Okay. <laughs> I think the Oakland or Las, Las Vegas Raiders um, – Purely for the fact that I think Leatherwood could have been stolen in the second round. Now, I did have him in the first round of my mock draft. I had him 29th to the Colts because um, I had them trading with the Packers. But I think that this guy could have fell to the second round. Now, the Raiders did in the second round get uh, Mo Ring, which is a, an, a, an absolutely great pick. But purely based on the first round, I think that uh, – uh, Alex Leatherwood was definitely a reach. Definitely more reaches there too. Um, I could point out later, but yeah. Well, I think I think one thing you could just you, you just in your mind just switch Leatherwood and Merrick, and uh, I think you got. <laughs> let's pretend Merrick was the first round pick and uh, Leatherwood was second. But I, I don't know. I think they jumped in front of Dallas because I think they thought Dallas was going to take Merrick, but uh, I still think they would have taken Joseph. Anyway, Connor, go ahead. Um, my my loser for the first round. I've made it very well known that that if they made the wrong pick, I was gonna I was gonna blast them about it. And it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, Jamar Chase to Joe Bur- or Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase rather is a great connection. But if Joe Burrow can't be on the field because he's not healthy and he's constantly hurt, it's not doing anything. And and yeah, they went out and they got um, an offensive lineman in the second round. I I can't recall his name. Clemson. Houston Thompson. He was Trevor Lawrence's blind side. But then you go in the third round and they take Joseph Asai, who's a linebacker. Okay, that's fine. But then in the fourth round, you're taking what a wide receiver? Or no, 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 no. They took DN. They took DN. I mean, you need offensive line. You need it. 
or Joe Burrow's going to be hurt every single year. He's going up against TJ Watt twice a year. He's going up against a great Baltimore defense twice a year. Miles Garrett. He's going up against a great Cincinnati or Cleveland Browns defense twice a year. It's it. He he needs offensive line in order to be healthy, and I understand. Jamar Chase is a great target, but they have they have solid receivers that are T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Wide receiver wasn't a need there. It wasn't. They needed Panay Sewell there, and they 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 bluffed it. They, I, I hated the pick. Hated it. I personally, I've been saying this. I, li- I like the pick. I think Jamar Chase is going to be definitely one of those guys that are going – I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in this class, just the talent that he brings to the table. And, yes, they probably should have took Sewell. That would, probably would have been the smartest thing. But I don't think that they need a – they don't need the best offensive line ever. They don't need the best offensive line prospect, even though Swole's a beast. I just think that they need a decent offensive line to give Joe some time to throw the ball. Obviously, last year wasn't wasn't the case. He ended with a torn ACL. But I think that – PCL and PCL. Okay. He ended with a really bad, 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 bad knee injury. Okay, we'll just say that. I think all they need is at least a decent offensive line, a more improved offensive line, which I think that they – we'll be able to get they got Riley Reef um in in the free agents he's not the most amazing player but I just just think that he's he's a person that you could put up I just think Bengals offensive line they should have took Sewell I'm not arguing against you with that I just think Chase is going to be an incredible athlete um especially with with Burrow getting the ball so that's my thoughts on that you know another pick that didn't make sense to me and and I, I I can't I can't call them a loser because they yeah, got yeah. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> but but Travis Etienne at the time. That, that was probably the worst pick in the first round. You have James Robinson, who just blew up his rookie year. Free James it, Robinson, right, Tommy? It made no sense. Free no James sense. Robinson, Tommy. You have James you Robinson. Need a defensive tackle. You need a defensive tackle, and you let Christian Bearmore slip to the second round. Unacceptable. Yeah. I don't care. You were the worst team in the NFL last year for a reason. The, Trevor Lawrence having a great quarterback, that will definitely bring you more wins. But you also need a very solid guy up front. You can't take a running back when you already have a solid one. You needed Christian Bearmore there, and you messed it up. Well, well, the Jaguars did have another chance to take him <clears throat> at, at, at the top of the second, but they took uh, the other guy from Georgia, yeah. I, I Humphrey, I think. Uh, Campbell. 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 But uh, I, I just think the ETN pick was horrible. First of all, I don't really think he's a first-round talent. I think he'll be solid, you know, solid rotational um, piece in the backfield. But you already had James Robinson, who's already one of the better running backs in the NFL. You could have went offensive line. You could have went defense. Like, there were so many options for you, and you just pass on all of them to address the position with the least value in the NFL. Well, you already have someone filling that position, that's pretty good. So I guess in that sense, you could call uh, the Jaguars a loser, but they got Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah. Wait, I would like to say, though, too, the Jaguars' third-round pick, they got Andre Sisco from Syracuse. Which that, I- that was a fantastic pick. Yeah, let's go Cuse, baby. I think that is enough of the uh, the losers. I think now we should transition over. Huge draft class. I mean, so many great prospects. We could sit here and probably list 
20 plus teams who won in the first round. But uh, Mike, give me your give me your winner of the NFL draft thus far. Uh, th- there's really uh, a couple teams that stick out to me, but the one I'm gonna um, pick is the Miami Dolphins. I didn't love their uh, pick at number six with Jalen Waddle. I understand, you know, a lot of people are um, really high on him. I'm not as high, but um, I, I thought Sewell was the pick there, you know, protect Tua and all that stuff. But they addressed those needs later in the draft, right? They got Jalen Phillips, who is probably the best edge rusher in this draft. He just has medical concerns. So if, if the Dolphins give him, you know, the correct medical attention, he could be a Hall of Fame type um, player. And then they got Javon Holland, a very versatile safety Swiss Army knife that Brian Flores can really utilize very well on their defense. And then they got Liam Eikenberg, who I had going in the first round um, in my mock draft. I'm not exactly sure. I, I had him going 31 to, to the Ravens because I really thought he was a first-round talent, just super solid in Notre Dame. And he's going to be able to protect Tua um, better than he was protected last year. So I think the Miami Dolphins 100% they added more in the trenches, added more to their secondary, um, and they added a weapon in Jane Waddle. And th- there's nothing that they did wrong this draft. 100% fantastic draft. They didn't address their biggest need in the first round, but they got someone in the second who can do that um, and, and do a pretty decent job for them. So Miami Dolphins, 100% a winner in this draft. Matt? Uh, there's so many teams. I'm going to go with the, the Cleveland Browns for the mere fact that I think they got Greg getting Greg Newsome at 26 is a steal. I had Newsome going 21st to the Packers because I had the Colts Packers trade. I thought the Packers should trade it up anyway, but Newsome is a steal. And then the second round they trade up and they get JOK, who is honestly I thought well, the best linebacker in the draft. I mean, yeah, we had him going 19 to Washington. Yeah. And Washington decided to take uh, Jan- uh, Davis. Yeah. Um, and they even passed up on him next. They got Cosme right before JOK. So I, I think the Browns, they've been doing so well. Uh, a lot of winners, but they've been doing so well. Tommy. Yeah. Well, there's a couple picks I really liked and you're probably going to talk about this more, but I, and these are some of the obvious ones, but the second pick of the whole draft, I thought Zach Wilson with the Jets, I thought that was a good move for them. Did you, you didn't like it? Oh, of course oh, I loved it, Tommy. Tommy. Oh, okay. I oh, okay. Yeah, no. So I like that pick. And then Justin Fields to the Bears, I thought was a good pick for them as well. Um, but, you know, those are the obvious ones. You know me. I go with the obvious ones on football, but um, no, there were a lot. I mean, like you said, Andre Cisco, I thought that was great to hear what Urban Meyer had to say about him. Uh, I thought it was awesome. So those are three that stuck out, stood out to me, but there's so many, you know. So, yeah, I, I, my winner of the NFL draft right now is the New York Jets. I, I, I'm going to say that. Now, first, I do want to say that the New York Giants won in their own way. They, they took Kadarius Toney with the 20th overall pick after trading back with the Chicago Bears. But what they gained back, I mean, they have two first-round picks next year, two second-round picks next year, and two fourth-round picks next year to, to move back when they, they were going to take Devonta Smith um, at, at, 11, now. at 11 when Philadelphia moved up to 10. 
um, and took him. So they traded back and they gained so much. They, they really got a lot. So, I mean, for that factor, I would say that the Giants um, won in that own way. They also got um, Aziz Ojolari in the second round, which is a great pickup, a huge steal in the second round. But the Jets are my winners of the NFL draft. Zach Wilson at number two. We don't even have to talk about that. That was a given. Great talent. Um, moving up to 14 to get Elijah Vera Tucker, huge, huge. You gave up two third-round picks and gained back a fourth to move up nine spots. Three linemen, top three offensive linemen in the NFL draft. Um, and then you're done for the night. You come back on night two, and Elijah Moore is sitting there at 34. And when you're in a position where you're just kind trying to draft the best available talent, Elijah Moore sitting there, he's a great receiver. I mean, I had first-round potential on him. I think a lot of people did. He was on the top 25 on a lot of big draft boards, and they got him at 34. So I think that was definitely a big pick. And then they came out uh, this afternoon. We're filming this on Saturday and got the number four running back on the board and Michael Carter out of UNC, obviously Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and then the other guy from Devontae Williams. Devontae Williams from UNC. And then Michael Carter is also from UNC who split carries and had over 1200 yards and averaged 7.9 yards per carry. I mean, just great production. And I mean, Joe Douglas is doing an absolutely fantastic job. You know, the jets have never been known for drafting well with their past GMs and, Joe Douglas able to come in here and just do this and do it so well is, I mean, I think back to him last year, they were picking 48th in the second round um, and they moved all the way back to 60 and they were still able to grab Denzel Mims, their guy that they wanted and added more picks. He's just, he's a great drafter. And I, the, the future is really bright for the New York jets. And maybe I'm saying this biasly because I am a New York jets fan, but I, I think he is doing a tremendous job trying to turn this this organization around. I really like the Giants picks too, like you said. Um, you know, moving back, obviously they were going to take Devon, Devontae Smith, and that's pretty obvious. It's, it's funny how the Cowboys screwed them over <laughs> and traded with the Eagles to, to do that. But um, But no, you know, moving into next year, if Daniel Jones is a bust, you know, after this year, if you want to get rid of him, you have the assets to even move up if you need to in the draft next year to grab a quarterback, a Spencer Rattler, a Sam Howell, Caden Slovis, who who is one of my favorite prospects next year. So they have a lot of capital. I really like that move by the Giants. And, you know, the, the Bears, obviously that that move is is going to be a bust, of course, because the Bears, you know, can't can't get a quarterback there. But uh, no, honestly, if that works out, then that was a perfect trade for the Bears. Another winner is I love what Minnesota's done. Obviously, the Minnesota is who the Jets traded with to go up to, to 14. They got Christian Darisol at 23. I mean, that that's a steal, I thought. That's I didn't hell. think he'd be on the board at 23. And then they got Kellen Mond. And uh, who else did they get? Who was their third-round pick? Kellen Mond was their third-round pick. Kellen Mond was their third. Pick. We got they another get? third, though. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. Um, I can't recall. Chaz Surratt. Yeah, right. NY Davis. NY They've Davis. had a really good draft. And actually, um, another team that I feel has drafted sneakily well. Sneakily, is that a word? I don't know. The Carolina Panthers. Obviously, JC Horn at number eight. Um, he's a beast. I think he's gonna do well. Do I think he should have been the first corner off? Maybe not, but he's gonna be a beast. And then 
they got Terrace Marshall. And then I'm watching the draft currently, as I said, we're filming this on Saturday. They just drafted uh, Chubba Hubbard a few picks ago from Oklahoma State, the running back, obviously, to have a, a number two guy there behind Christian McCaffrey with a little bit of the firepower trying to get another Mike Davis type of guy in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like what Carolina is doing, trying, trying to put pieces around Sam Donald for him to succeed. I, I think one thing Carolina should have done is address the offensive line. They weren't good last year, and they didn't Im- – prove much this offseason they signed cam irving to start who played miserably for the dallas cowboys last year he was hurt for half the season and when he did play he could you could barely even block a player on a field goal like it, it was bad and they signed him two-year 10 million dollar deal jc horn fantastic player if if you pass him to sean slayer then fine but you got to address it in the rest of the draft and i don't know who they picked in the third round i don't know if that was chubber Chubba Hubbard, but uh, they haven't addressed it so far, to my knowledge, right? And they they had options on the board, and they just decided not to. So I think that's one criticism criticism I have. I like Terrence Marshall and J.C. Horn a lot as prospects, but I think one thing that Sam needed in New York that he didn't have was protection, and Carolina is not providing that to him. Imagine yeah. Sam Darnold watching the Jets take four straight offensive players after they didn't try to build around him for three years. I mean, they did get Brady Christensen, BYU offensive tackle third round, okay. uh, but that was the only offensive tackle that they've selected in this draft. Um, All right, Matt, I, I, I think it's time we have to talk about it. I, I think it's come to the time. Thursday, Aaron Rodgers, obviously you guys know Green Bay Packers quarterback, said – uh, tweets came out from a- Adam Shafter said that Adam or Aaron Rodgers is so disgruntled with the Packers. He does not want to return. He's told people within the organization now reports coming out that he's told players within the organization. Uh, Matt, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor here to get your first words. You know, obviously it was, it was a shocker to me, much like a lot of people, obviously why it's a, why it's a bombshell. Um, you know, it, it was something that the Packers done last, last off season drafting Jordan Love without even telling Aaron Rodgers what they were going to do, not even consulting with him. You know, Aaron Rodgers' 2019 season was not the best season that he's had. And, you know, it was honestly one of the worst, in my opinion. But uh, they went out, they got Jordan Love. I kind of knew that it was a possibility. I just didn't think it was come this soon. I've seen so many reports. I've seen so many sources say. I've seen so many false information spewing from either the Packers organization or Trey Wingo saying that they wanted to trade him before um, in the offseason, which I don't think would would necessarily be true. But, you know, it's just a waiting game. And, you know, I'm sitting here like a sitting duck waiting, getting notifications left and right about new news that is just mind boggling. Um, Mark Murphy, the president, said, put out a statement earlier today saying that earlier on Saturday that, um, you know, Aaron's a part of their future or yeah, part of the next year and a part of their championship building team. And they really don't want to get rid of him. So I don't know what's going to happen. If Aaron is going to force his way out of retirement, I really hope not. Um, obviously, you know, I've come to the realization that he's probably not going to play another snap. Um, no, it's just, it's just really sad. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I got a lot of I got a lot of Aaron Rodgers stuff in my room right now, and it's it's turned over the other side. It's facing the wall right now, um, just oh. just for now. Yeah, I know, Tavi. It's so sad. It's so I sad. No, it's a sad day. 
you know, all <laughs> I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers had a pretty two weeks as pretty good two weeks as the Jeopardy host. You know, I mean, maybe he just wants to go host Jeopardy. No, in, in all seriousness, I mean, he's a brilliant guy. He would do great. And in, in if, if that's his career path, um, I think a lot of people have come to the realization, though, that he is no longer going to be in Green Bay by the time we get to the start of the regular season. Why I mentioned. Think, why do you think the teams that he wants to go to are the West Coast, Connor? <laughs> he wants to be close to L.A. <laughs> I mentioned when, 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 when Mike said that Denver was a loser of the first round because Justin Fields was just sitting there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Denver is on, on that perfect. list of the, the West Coast of going to a team. I, I think the Broncos could be a team where we see Aaron Rodgers lacing up in September. I'm going to be honest. I just, I just can't see it. Despite all the reports, I think the Packers are committed. You know, they, they drafted Amari Rodgers, at least some help, you know, Amari Rodgers is a solid player, but I, I just, I just can't see it, him getting traded from the Packers. It's just like unfathomable. He's, he's either going to play or he's either going to retire. I, I just can't see the Packers trading him right now. Um, especially considering he just came off an MVP caliber season. It's something that we've never seen, which is the weird thing. I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a little bit overblown. He's 100% disgruntled with the Packers organization and he very well could force his way out given he's, he's kind of a stubborn guy um, with, with certain types of things, but uh, it's just, it's just so difficult to see him see the Packers moving on from him. I can see him moving on from the Packers, but as of right now, I just don't see the Packers moving on from him. maybe in a couple of years with Jordan Love, but right now I, I just can't see it. Before before we throw it to Tommy, I, I would just like to say this is the least Aaron Rodgers thing I like would expect to see. He's not like a huge fan of the media. And yeah, it's just it's it's insane. Like we see it with like Deshaun Watson. It's so mind-boggling. I have no idea what to think. But, Tommy, you could give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised. Certainly not expecting that. But, you know, it's disappointing if that ends up happening. But, like you said, I think it's kind of heading in that direction, right? So, you know, hopefully the Packers can do something to, you know, rebuild the relationship and, you know, make it to where he wants to stay. But I'm with you. It doesn't sound like that's the case right now. And, I feel bad for you, Matt, but it'll turn around. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's it is what it is. Um, obviously, they're not playing for feelings. You know, it's it's a business. So, no it's quarterback, just, no quarterback has ever played for the Green Bay Packers for seventeen seasons. Yeah, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers has played sixteen seasons. Brett Favre played for sixteen seasons, and uh, there was one more. I think is it Bart Star? Bart yeah, Star played for sixteen seasons. I, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play that 17th season. I mean, great point, Connor. I think that's I mean, exactly what it is. This summer, we're going to get a lot. We're going to be getting a lot of news on Aaron Rodgers, a lot of news on Deshaun Watson, a guy who we haven't seen. He's obviously um, got some sexual assault cases on his plate right now. Uh, so we're, we're going to see where that goes. I think this NFL offseason is just getting started. I. I'm really nervous. I, I'm really nervous about this summer, man. I, I'm so happy, you know, just being able to have the draft on the TV and and talking about news in the NFL. I mean, it's just something that the, the NFL is my sport. I know it's Matt's sport and Mike's a big NFL guy, as we all know. Is NFL is your number one sport, Mike? 
Probably. I, I definitely pay attention to it the most out of, out of the major four. I mean, so I, I, we are, I'm just excited as you guys are, if not more. We're, we're certainly stepping into uh, the, the best time, arguably, for the NFL. Obviously, them playing games on Sundays is, is so much fun. But all this free agency and drafting, and it, it, this is what I really enjoy paying attention to. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, seeing your idol for nine years is just <laughs> the news is just really bad. It, not, it hasn't been a good couple of days for me, but uh, can we get a black and white screen of Matt right now while he's giving a nice little? Do you want to give a goodbye to Aaron Rodgers? I, yeah, the Saints just drafted I Ian Book. I, I know we're getting really off task now, but the Saints just drafted Ian Book, anyways. I will give a black. I will give a black and white screen. I will. I will give a speech for Aaron Rodgers if if he leaves. I will promise you that on go chat. But we have to get through an episode. We got go picks coming up, and then we got the go of the week. So we will catch you guys right after. <laughs> Welcome back to go chat. We are back after talking about the NFL draft and Aaron Rodgers drama. But don't worry, we got go picks coming up right here. We look at the leaderboard. Connor, we want to talk about it. No, we don't want to talk about it. Tommy and I are one to... game behind, Tommy. It's okay. Baby. it's okay. I got to let you guys get a little little sniff of it so that when I pull it back away, you guys are just even more disappointed. Mike is three behind me and Tommy sitting in fourth. Hey, but... I'm, make, I'm making a little comeback. I really start off slow out the gates. Well, it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks, see if we can take Connor's lead. But to start out this episode of go picks we got the vegas golden knights going up against the minnesota wild on monday night connor yes no i don't know hockey but i'm going to go with the golden knights tommy it's a great pick i'm gonna go with the golden knights i picked them multiple times i think they're gonna win i'm gonna go with the golden knights too Mike? Um, you know I, w- I would love to game a ga- gain a game here um, but the, the Golden Knights have just been on fire as of late. So I'm going with them, too. Next game we got is the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets, also on Monday night. LeBron is back. Connor. LeBron is back. I'm still going with the Denver Nuggets. Tommy. I'm going to go with the Lakers. I think LeBron's going to get a win here. Um, could be Denver, but I got the I got the Lakers in this one. I'm going to go with the Lakers, too. Mike? I'm going with the Nuggets. LeBron said he's not 100%. He said he might not ever be 100% again. So I'm, I'm going with the Nuggets here. Did he actually say that? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's not he, good. We he said this was the most stressful injury he's ever had because he wants to get back to 100% and the Lakers need him back. But he said he's not sure with coming. He came back a little early. And he said he's not sure if he'll ever be 100% healthy again. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I got the Nuggets in this one. Next game, New York Yankees versus Houston Astros. Tommy, the Cheaters. I'm so excited series. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a big series with the Cheaters. Connor. I have to go with the Yankees. I trust Domingo Herman. I trust him. I, I like Domingo Herman, and I think he has a really – High side of potential, and he's going to show it on Tuesday. Tommy. I got to go with the Yankees. Domingo's pitched pretty well, like Connor said. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be ready to go. I think the whole team's going to be ready to go. A lot of that um, 2017 Yankee team 
is still here and obviously there's some key pieces gone but there's a good core that went through that um you know when they were cheated out of a chance at a championship so i got the yankees i think the stadium is gonna be wild for it so i'm excited i'm gonna go with the yankees too and connor or mike jeez um i'm going with the actros here i don't i don't trust domingo herman i trust granky a lot more than i do herman who didn't play baseball last year i know he <laughs> He got off to a decent start this year. But the Astros are 100% the pick right here. No matter how many boos are coming at them from Yankee Stadium, they're going to crush the Yankees Tuesday night. Mike, why? Connor, what's up, buddy? You said the Astros, and I was just watching Tommy's face, and that was the funniest thing. (laughs) Why? Come on, Mike. What the hell? Dude, I can't wait to get a text. From you guys and a bunch of my other Yankees uh, oh, fans who are friends of mine. Oh my gosh, Herman sucks. Altuve just had a bomb to the right field porch off of him. That's exactly what's going to happen. The Yankees are going to lose. You're telling, hang on. You're telling me Altuve is going to hit an oppo porch shot? I said right field. That's yeah, oppo. It, He's right-handed. No, I thought he was a switch hitter. No, he's not. Okay, even if I don't care, he's going up. Who cares? The Astros are winning this game. Oh my gosh, Mike! I don't even know. That's an automatic loss for you. So get ready. You know what? Trusting, putting your faith in Domingo Herman is an automatic loss for all three of you. How about that? All right, final game. Final game: Milwaukee versus Brooklyn in the NBA. Connor, gotta go Brooklyn. Tommy. I got to go with Brooklyn. They're my team, you know, if I was to follow. So let's go Nets. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Bucks, I'm pretty sure have the season um, series on them right now. Uh, Mike. Uh, I'm going with the Nets. Giannis is a little banged up. So I'm taking the Nets here even without Harden. I I trust them more. All right. It's going to be an interesting, not. Next couple of days with go picks, we'll finally see if Connor can actually hold a lead. But don't worry, the episode is not done yet because we have the goat of the week coming up next. Welcome back to Go Chat. We have the goat of the week segment right now. Shocker, shocker, Matt won again with Jacob DeGrom. 20th. 20th one, Mike. Uh, I was going to mention that if you didn't okay, understand. Okay, okay. This is his 20th win of goat of the week. I don't even know if I have 10. I don't even know if Tommy has 10. I'm pretty sure Connor does. But Matt is just uh, levels ahead of us, and hopefully we can start, um, you know, making up some ground this week. But anyways, Matt, I'll swing it to you first. Um, I have to go with the um, number one pick. Uh, Tommy did this with baseball once. I have to go with it. Uh, it's Trevor Lawrence. We knew Trevor Lawrence was going to get picked. That's the thing. But finally, he got his name called, his dream and really just got travel to Jacksonville and start with day one. Trevor Lawrence is my go of the week. All right, all right. Good pick there. Tommy, who do you got? Yeah, it's a great pick, Matt. I'm going to go with Aaron Judge, who has put together a really good week. Three home runs, seven RBIs, and he's hitting 302 on the week as of now. And, you know, you take a look at Friday's game, two home runs, including a grand slam into the second deck in right field, which – you don't see that right-handed hitters hitting them into the second deck and right. I think I've, I think I've seen like three home runs. Actually, no, Judge did that one other time. 
but Troy Tulowitzki did it. And I think Giancarlo did it once too. Mike just called it's going to happen with Jose Altuve on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, I mean, into the second deck, you think, Mike? I don't think so. Third deck. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's been one person to do it up there, and that's Russell Brannion, but um, back in 2010. But uh, hey, I, I know my Yankees stuff. But uh, no, Aaron Judge, it's got to be this week for me. And I know I'm not going to win because I never do, but. Um, you know, got to recognize Judge. Who knows? There are a lot of Yankees fans that follow us. So Matt's going to win. He's going to win with the number one pick because they'll be like, oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I don't think so, man. I mean, they're going to be doing possible. the Tiger thing. They're going to be like T I G E R S. Fight, Tigers, fight, Tigers, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we need to clip that. All right, Connor. For, the, for the next intro, that's being clipped. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you, know, you should come up with a fight song for the Yankees. I'll come up with one. We need a fight song. Other oh. than New York, New York. All right. So for my, my pick, I'm going to go with Jets general manager, Joe Douglas. <laughs> Roll your eyes. Do it if you will. What he's done has been incredible. I mean, making the move up to go get your your offensive guard for your franchise guy in Zach Wilson, then being able to grab Elijah Moore in the second round and then adding a quality running back in the fourth. I mean, he could be that number two guy right behind Tevin Coleman now in that offense. So, I mean, definitely fitting around the offense. Hoping to see him take some defense here as we get through the uh, the end of the rounds uh, on Saturday. But, you know, he's done absolutely fantastic. You know, he's, he's a great general manager turning around the Jets. So, he's my go to the week. Have they, have they drafted a corner yet? They haven't. I mean, they're up in two picks. Sean Wade is on the board from Ohio State. I would love the pick if they can grab Sean Wade. Too bad he got burnt like all of college. But anyways, let me pick my go of the week. My go of the week is Jason Tatum. Tied a franchise record, 60 points um, Friday night against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Tied Larry Bird's franchise record, 54% from the field, 70% from three-point land, and they, they erased a 32-point deficit to come back and win in overtime. And not not I won't forget to mention that he also had a 35-point performance a couple of days before against Charlotte, where he, he was 50-40-87 um, with his splits. Jason Tam is this week's go of the week 100%. And he's also providing with rebounds and assists and blocks and steals. He's doing everything for the Celtics right now and really willing them out of the playing tournament. It's really funny when you, your star player can put up 60 points and you still have to go into overtime and beat a 32-point deficit in order to win. Just show us how bad the Celtics are. I mean, where, where are the Heat right now? Are they in the plan? Or no, they're they're the five seed. I really last yeah. time I checked, I thought they were in the plan. They're a game and a half out of New York at four. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, just, none of them seven seed. Up to expectation. No, they're they're in the seven seed. What are you talking about? Seven seed. I was like, where are the hogs? They're half a game behind Boston and Atlanta. Okay, they're they're still like they're close there to four. I there's been a lot of fluctuation there, as we see. They're nine and a half. They're half a game off of Boston and Atlanta, and then two games off of New York. There's a lot of fluctuation going on there. Yeah, one hundred percent. But don't don't come talking smack about Jason Tatum and the Celtics when the Heat are behind them right now, okay? All right, well, that wraps Connor up. is preoccupied with the draft right now. Um, I think this wraps up another great episode. 
of Go Chat, episode number 84. Thank you guys for all tuning in. If you made it that far, thank you very much. Comment, I don't know. Comment, uh, cookie in the comments. I don't know, man. Just show us that you made it this far. Show your support. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. All different social medias. Like, share, all that stuff. And we'll see you in the next one.